I love to tell the story of unseen things above, of Jesus and his glory, of Jesus and his love. I love to tell the story. So this evening, we're going to do a little bit of a different lesson. Um, we're going to be thinking about the hymn in our hymn book called Blessed Be the Tie and, and looking at uh, some of the scriptural underpinnings of the thoughts that are in that, that, uh, that song. So this, this hymn, Blessed Be the Tie, uh, it's, you know, it's a simple song, it's a short song, it's very beautiful, it's one of my favorites, and it describes uh, that bond that we have together, and we certainly are blessed that we have that tie Together. The words were written by John Fawcett in 1782, and the melody was written by Johann Georg Nageli. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce that, but that was in 1832, and then, and then arranged with the uh, four-part harmony by Lowell Mason in 1845. So it's an old song, and I think it's an old favorite of ours as well. So let's just jump into some of these verses that support the ideas behind this. Romans chapter 12 verses 4 and 5. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function, so we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. One wonderful blessing we enjoy in Christ is this fellowship together with our fellow Christians. And we are members of one another. And this is just like the way that a, a body is made up of different parts. We are those different parts. And together we make up the body of Christ, the church. This, this song starts, Blessed be the tie that binds our hearts in Christian love. Let's first note the tie that... Let's note what this is not about. What is this... This tie that we have, there are some things that, that maybe we would, uh, in the, from an earthly perspective, think that perhaps it's about, and it's really a spiritual thing. It's not about um, earthly ties such as uh, simply friendship or marriage or, or family, these, these social or physical ties. Now, sometimes a lot of us have been blessed to have, in fact, where our families in our physical sense are also connected to us spiritually, and that's a double blessing. But the, the thoughts behind this are really on that spiritual side. The spiritual ties are not broken like earthly ties, such as through separation or, or even differences. You know, if we look across the group here, we have uh, different ages by a great span, different backgrounds, different uh, jobs and, and strengths and weaknesses and uh, all of those kind of things. And... That's not what ties us or separates us. We're tied through Christ. Even, even the bonds of, of death do not separate us from these spiritual connections we have in Christ. Colossians 3.14 And above all these things, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. The tie that binds us is love and the love that we share with Christ. This binds us together in unity. 
First John, First John chapter 4, starting in verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation or the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. We have the best example of love in how God loves us. Jesus died for me and for you. That's love. That's the the standard of love that we should be seeking and growing toward to be like God, to be holy for He is holy, to have that love. 1 John 3, verse 16, By this we know love, that He laid down His life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. That's the level that we ought to have. The love we ought to have for one another. A self-sacrificial love like Christ. Learn from the example of Christ. John 13, verse 34. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. We need to love each other. This can serve as a mark of our discipleship. That people can see Christ living in us by how we have love for one another. This is how we can be lights in the world. The next phrase in there in our song, the fellowship of kindred minds is like to that above. Talk about kindred spirits that we're together. If we have this shared fellowship, we need to be like God, God's perspective on these things. The tie involves love that is uniquely Christian, patterned after Christ's love. John chapter 17 Sometimes we call this the priestly prayers. This is where Jesus was praying big picture prayers for us. John 17, verse 20. I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one, even as we are one. I and them, you and me, that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them, even as you loved me. The them there is us. He wants us to, 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 uh, 
to be shown to be loved and for us to love one another and to be, have that same unity with him and with each other as Jesus has with God. This tie involves a unity which Jesus prayed for. He prayed for us and that we would be united, that we would be one together and one with God. Philippians 2, verse 1. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. This involves a unity of mind, as we see Paul praying here. 1 Corinthians 1, verse 10. I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all agree, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and in the same judgment. We need to be united and have no divisions among us. The next verse here, before our Father's throne, we pour our ardent prayers. We think about the throne of God and pouring these prayers out. Very, very uh, interesting imagery there. The tie that binds us is based on the love and unity that we have in Christ. And it's the next set of verses here talk about how it is manifested and illustrated, and that is through prayer. Hebrews 4.14 Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace. We're blessed to be able to approach God in prayer. It's a privilege enjoyed in Christ. Jesus understands because he lived a life on earth in a human body and went through those temptations as we've studied in our Sunday morning class on the Gospels. Therefore, we need to pray boldly, knowing he, he gets it. He, he gets how it is, and he has compassion for us. What can we pray for? The next part of that verse, Hebrews 4.16, 4, the second half, says that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. We have a privilege with great blessings. We need to recognize our dependence on God and pray to him. It's easy to feel self-sufficient in time at, at various times, especially as Americans and being blessed in a lot of ways, and we can lose perspective, but we need to pour our, our prayers out to God in our dependence on Him. Philippians 4, 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts 
and your minds in Christ Jesus. We, we get worried about things at different times, whether something about our, our job or our health, relationships, or even physical danger. Some of the things in the news maybe make us think about that. We need to trust in God and pray. It's a great privilege that He gives us with these great blessings, and we're assured peace and protection, and certainly in the long view with eternal, everlasting life in heaven. James 5.16 Therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Or, or it avails much, some translations say. It does a good job. It, it, it matters. As we pray for one another, we, we can't really pray effectively for each other if we don't know what the struggles are that we each have. We need to, to be in that relationship where we can share those things, whether husbands and wives and parents and children or various friendships we have in the church. We need to take advantage of the blessings we have in Christ in this regard. Our next example, we'll think about Peter and his escape from prison and the prayers associated with that. Acts chapter 12, verse 12, after Peter miraculously is let out of prison with an angel, it says, when he realized that this was all really happening, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose other name was Mark, where many were gathered and were praying. They were praying for him. And while they were praying for him, an angel miraculously broke him out of prison to the glory of God. So we need to pray with each other, for others, pray together. And we might be surprised at what happens sometimes. I think we have been surprised. Acts chapter 21, verse 5. When our days there were ended, and this is with Paul leaving the church and his friends there. When our days there were ended, we departed and went on our journey. And they all, with wives and children, accompanied us until we were outside the city. And kneeling down on the beach, we prayed and said farewell to one another. And then we went on board the ship, and they returned home. Another example of just praying with one another, things that we, that we do and need to continue to do together and grow in that. Next part of our, of our uh, song here, our fears, our hopes, our aims are one. Our comforts and our cares. We have similar concerns and desires. <clears throat> some of these are, are because we're simply fellow human beings and having some of these same experiences. But of course, we have unique things as well in each of our lives. But we all desire to be healthy and we fear, you know, all bad things that can happen to us. And we want to enjoy the comforts of life. And we might fear losing our job and poverty or any of these problems that could come upon us. Persecution or, or being made fun of by trying to stand up for Christ. Whatever it is, we, we have these things that we experience together. 1 Peter 1, 3-4. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
according to His great mercy. He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. We are fellow citizens of the kingdom. We share this hope of the resurrection and eternal life. 1 Peter 5, 8. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of sufferings are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. We share in the struggles against temptation and persecution to varying degrees in different parts of the world and each of our lives. But don't ignore the devil. He is active, and we are well advised to be watchful and vigilant. 2 Peter 1, verse 2. My grace, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and, our, and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us to His own glory and excellence. As Christians, we have a lot of things in common. Not just because of our human nature, but also because we are partakers of the divine nature. Grace and peace are multiplied here in this greeting. And as this continues on, the next verse we have, by which He has granted to us His precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. We have very great and precious promises. Next verse here in our song. We share our mutual woes, our mutual burdens bear. We have shared experiences, and these are enhanced by our spiritual blessings, and it strengthens our tie together as Christians. This next part, we focus on our mutual problems that we sometimes face together. Galatians 6, verse 1. Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. As Christians, we are to bear one another's burdens. As the phrase says, many hands make light work. We are not alone, and we need to lean on each other and help each other. James 5, 16. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. And the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. In times of spiritual weakness, we are to pray for one another. It matters. 
It makes a difference. And it's part of, of loving one another. Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 2. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. Remember those who are in prison as though in prison with them, and those who are mistreated since you also are in the body. We need to be kind and generous to strangers as the allusion to Abraham's hospitality here. We also need to be mindful of those in prison. And I think the idea, like how Paul was in prison for Christ, I don't think we know anyone in our congregation who's in prison for Christ today, but I think if we think more broadly in the world, there are those who go through these things in other countries, and we need to be prayerful for those as well. James 1, verse 27. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. And I remember, I'll probably never forget, Darwin teaching about this, pointing out that that idea there of visit doesn't merely mean go over and be at their house and visit, but, but to bless them with something, to share something practical that, that, those, that they need in that situation. In times of physical need, we are to provide for one another. And we need to get practical as we honor God and honor one another. Second half of that verse in the song, and often for each other flows the sympathizing tear. And this can be manifested in many ways, this tie that we have in Christ where we have sympathy for one another as we've even had this past week, certainly. Romans 12.15, rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. Sometimes we get busy with our own things and we need to get out of ourselves and, and make sure we're caring for each other. And we need to adjust our, our own perspective to be supportive of one another as we go through these good times and bad times and to rejoice when appropriate, and weep when appropriate. 1 Corinthians 12, 24, we read that God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. We need to truly care for one another and share our burdens and love one another. The last verse begins, when we asunder part, it gives us inward pain. That could be any number of ways that we part. This talks about the impact on our lives as we separate and this can be difficult. Acts chapter 20, verse 36, another example where Paul's leaving some of the fellow Christians headed for a difficult time. 
Acts 20, verse 36, And when he had said these things, he knelt down and prayed with them all. And there was much weeping on the part of all. They embraced Paul and kissed him, being sorrowful, most of all because of the word he had spoken, that they would not see his face again. And they accompanied him to the ship. And I think we all kind of understand how that is, but, but there can be some perhaps that don't know what that's like. And if we don't experience that kind of pain, we have to question what, what kind of ties we have. We don't feel that. Uh, maybe we don't have the relationships that we need to have, we need to cultivate, especially in Christ. But we shall still be joined in heart and hope to meet again. As the song concludes, we are bound together by our ties. We have a shared hope for the future. Colossians 2, verse 5. Paul writing there again, For though I am absent in body, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and the firmness of your faith in Christ. An example of someone who's not present but can still be blessed together and pleased with the growth. 1 Thessalonians 4, starting at verse 13. Thinking about the resurrection. For we, but we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope, For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring with Him those who have fallen asleep. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. We are comforted by a wonderful hope, the hope of the resurrection. Continuing verse 16, for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. That's kind of the whole kernel of our hope. That's the gospel message, is that we have that hope of the resurrection. 1 Peter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. This is made possible by the resurrection of Christ that we're able to have this hope and our faith in Him. 
So everything we discussed about the love and unity we have is, is really a blessings we have in Christ and are only things that are truly known and understand and experienced by, by Christians. Only those who have been added to Christ or added to His church. Acts chapter 2, verse 41. So those who received His word were baptized, and there were added that day about 3,000 souls. Of course, that's in the context of that whole big sermon that Peter delivered in Acts chapter 2. We're told to repent and be baptized. Have you done that? Verse 47 goes on to say that, that those folks were praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Have you been added to that number? Or can we help, add, help to, for God to add you today? Ephesians 4, 1 through 3. <clears throat> I, therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness and with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. We need to be diligent in preserving our unity in the Spirit and in the bond of peace. And then back to the earlier part of that sermon, Acts 2.37, Now when the audience heard Peter's sermon, they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Have you been added to the Lord's church? through obedience to the gospel? Are you doing your part to strengthen the tie that binds, as we discussed? Are there things we can grow there? If we can help you to become a Christian, we want to help you with that tonight. If you need the prayers of the church, we would invite you in either case to come as we stand and sing the song together. I love to tell the story T'will be my theme in glory to tell the old, old story of Jesus and His love.